Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Here we are then, here we are, episode one. Andy Bush here, Louise Maloney over there. Hello. This is it, this is the big debut. Dry ice, lasers, ticker tape, at the start of the Champions League final. Sorry, Liverpool fans. Uh, and it's the start of a brand new series of the A to Z of the 1990s. Interesting Z you're saying. A to Z, well, what would you call it? A to Z in the 90s? Is that very American? No, we didn't do that. Okay, sorry, sorry, take it back. Where a- did that come from? Where, where I think that- that's American, sorry. Do you, yeah. In your day-to-day life, do you say Z? Z? Oh no, but I, I guess when we play Jay-Z on the radio, I don't say Jay-Z, so it's point. gotten me into it saying Z a bit. Uh, the Brad Pitt film, World War... Z. I call it World War Z, but it's never <laughs> felt right. It's never felt right. Welcome. Welcome to our podcast. Uh, thank you so much for subscribing and listening and downloading and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we're going to bring you an amazing adventure over the next 20, 26 weeks. Uh, going to go through the 90s, and basically by letter, uh, chronicle everything in alphabetical order. Uh, all the iconic things about the 90s, and there's so many brilliant things, such a great decade. We're going to get going soon. Before um, no, before we do get Bush, going... I see what you're looking at. You have come in, Louise, today with... Um, you've handed me something in, wrapped in a bit of toilet roll. Actually, it's kitchen paper. And Let's just get that straight. It's got a little weight to it. I thought you killed a mouse. So, first of all, you looked so freaked out when I handed you... What did you... Oh, I'm not going to get... I'm not going to get you to say what you said it was. No, 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 don't. I handed you a bit of kitchen roll and you looked so suspicious of it. And it's... Um, I, I, I didn't know what it was. I genuinely thought you accidentally killed a sparrow <laughs> or uh, stood on a frog... Or something like that. By the way, have you ever heard frogs out in the garden when they make, they make noises? Or if they, I don't know what they're doing out there, but have you heard a frog scream? Scream? Frog screams. Absolutely awful. Awful, awful things. Like, is it as bad as a fox screaming when you hear that at night? No, because they're, they're um, shagging. What? Foxes, that noise is foxes having sex. But that's such an unromantic sound. It sounds terrible. It's awful. I'd hate... I'd hate to be in a romantic relationship with a fox because it sounds terrible. Very off putting. Very You think off-putting. they hurt each other, but no, they're, they're just um, having, have, a ball. having at it. But a, fro- a frogs are just like, ah! 
But what's what's happening when they're doing that? I don't I don't know. Maybe people listening to this, you might know a bit more. But um, mating call? I don't know. I think, or maybe they've just forgotten something, or got all the way down the end of the garden <laughs> and realised they left their house keys in the door. And they're like, bah! <laughs> Christ! But anyway, this thing that you give me is mm. um, uh, wrapped in a little uh, paper bundle. Mm. It's tea bags. Stop fingering it there, will you? I've got my fingers all over it. What, what's going on with this? What's going on? Okay, so we record this podcast in the evening, well past 7.30 yep. in the evening, and it's just a bit of decaf tea, because like, I love a cup of tea with my girlfriend Bush. Right. I had a Struffin waffle there. Was that what it's called, Struffin I think waffle? it was called a Struffin waffle, yeah. yeah. And it's bu- I had a Bush style, yep. which you taught me five years ago, I've been doing it ever since, which is basically like you buy a Struffin waffle, take it out of its plastic, and you place it on your cup of tea yep. to melt a bit. It melts away, and then you've got like a little <sighs> wobbly Struffin waffle. That was delicious. So, so, any- so anyway, sorry, I digress. Um, I'm not going to be drinking uh, caffeinated tea at half seven in the evening. It's too late for me. Okay, well, I've, I've had a latte before you arrived, and I'm drinking another right, latte you're now. A, you're a sicko. You're an absolute sicko. This is going to be such a good podcast, this one. So what's the crack then? When you get into bed, at what time? I go to bed about uh, midnight, half twelve. That's disgusting. So I do. I, I watch baseball and I drink whiskey. No, every night? Quite a lot of nights, yeah. Even on a weeknight? Oh, yeah. Who do you think you are? I just, I live the dream. I'm, uh, I'm a maverick. I don't play by the rules, but my God, I get results. <laughs> okay. And so come here, when you lie in bed then, you're able to go asleep. Not really, no. I, I wriggle around for ages and get well, Katie's nerves. Now you know why. Yeah, this is it's the, it's the latte. It's the latte, that's what it is. Right, should we do this? Shall we do this? Yeah, let's do it, man. Uh, well, let's, uh, without further ado, uh, we begin our journey through the 1990s, kicking off with A. The A to Z of the 90s. We're kicking off with A. Before we get going, very quickly, I just meant to ask you mm. this a second ago. Did you just say that you went to bed at half eight, by the way? <laughs> Did you say you go to bed at half eight? I, I, um, I love being cosy, and the bedroom slash bed is the coziest place in my flat. I have been known to get into bed at half eight, yeah, wow. very regularly, especially in winter. Uh, I don't go to sleep. I have a lovely tray for the bed that has beans in the bottom of it. Right. So you can like get it. It's like a cushion, but with a tray on top. Right. So I can put my laptop, cup of decaf tea, little stroof and waffle, whatever, whatever I'm in, whatever I fancy. Right. And Does I your just... partner then lift you into the shower when you need to wash the next morning? <laughs> he does laugh. I have to say, when he's like set up, I'm like, I am so set up right now. Thumbs up, finger <laughs> bell, that kind of thing. Right. Let's let's kick straight off then uh, with A's A's in the A to Z of the nineties. Mm. Uh, thank you to everyone who's got in touch with stuff. You think of anything when you're listening to this? It's got to be in, in a future episode at Bush on the radio on Twitter. Louise, kick us off with something. What do you want to put in here for the A to Z of the nineties category A? I'm trying to come up with things that like immediately came to my head when right. we decided we were going to do this, and I went through the letters. I was like, A, what would it be? And immediately for me, it was Alanis Morissette. Alanis Morissette. I've got a love-hate relationship with her because we Why? play quite a lot of her on Absolute Radio. Mm. So I think maybe the songs that I might have liked mm-hmm. have been somewhat, no offence to where I work, but might have had the edge taken off them slightly. I think as a, I mean, I'm going to have to say girl growing up because I was six right. in 1990. It was probably out mid to late 90s. I can't remember. By the way, I'm probably going to have to be corrected a lot on There's this There's going to be a podcast. lot of correcting. Yeah. I never get dates and stuff right, but forgive me. Um, Jagged Little Pale, very seminal album for me. Yeah. Uh, listened to it on repeat, on a CD. We used to listen to it when I was in sixth class uh, on a little ghetto blaster in, oh. in the classroom on the window, Yeah. Uh, which was a lovely thing to do in the morning before school kicked off. And first time I ever 
and knew what a you know those secret tracks are on a CD. Well, the bit where it goes, it's quiet for, for ages. ages. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I remember cleaning my bedroom Ooh. and that coming on and getting a fright and thinking, "This is amazing! I've discovered this new thing. Oh my god, she's so amazing!" And I just loved it. Do you know what? That's great, right? If you're listening to this and you you have a favourite secret track on an mm. album. Uh, mine, Stone Rose's Second Coming, I think if you left it playing for ages, it had like so terrible and rubbish at the end. Mm. It was a complete waste of time. Uh, at Bush on the radio, or Twitter for that. A couple of Alanis Morissette things. First of all, I didn't realise, when, when I, went, I saw her live, she came and played at our, the radio station I worked at in Bristol, oh, Donkey's wow, Years Ago. Oh, wow, that would have been amazing, Bush. T- Taylor Hawkins was a drummer. I know, I did see that, because I did do a bit of research on him when he passed away recently, just to find out all the stuff he'd done. Yeah. Because um, I was a Foos fan. And they had a great relationship, and she did some amazing sort of of um, memorials to him. Is that what it's called? Mem- memory tweets or whatever, yeah. It was just really nice she about him. She was just really, just really nice, nice about, about him, him. yeah. But Can I you imagine the... hanging out with them, Bush, the I two know. of them? But I, I remember seeing them live thinking, God, the drummer's really good and would you believe it mm. in the future? You know, he's, he's the man, obviously, in the Foo Fighters and all that kind of thing. And then also, uh, you know, the bass line from You Ought to Know, it's, uh, it's only flipping Flea is it? It's only flipping flea off, off uh, um, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I gotta say, so like, obviously, I'd be listening to Jagged Little Pill in my bedroom, in my uniform, <laughs> in my school uniform. What was the name of your school, Louise? You went to Loretto College, and just full disclaimer, nuns' school. Was so, it? So that should explain a lot. I love, I love it. Oh, I don't. It's really like a lot of like, yeah, a lot of weird stuff happened. You know what I mean? I bet that, that I'm working through now. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, listening to that in my school uniform, singing the lyrics to "You Ought to Know," which there are very sort of saucy lyrics. In that? Yes, we bleep out. Going back to Absolute Radio, we do bleep out quite a few of those. Bet you do, but I felt like the boss in my bedroom singing about someone going down in a theatre. Well, know? it's got a bit blue already, isn't it? <laughs> this podcast, straight away, a bit blue. So, uh, uh, Alana Smorissette is going in for A, Absolutely. the 80s of the 90s. Uh, what's your view on Star Wars and Star Wars movies, Louise? Now, we've had this chat and you didn't respond well. Right. I've never seen any of them. Oh, my word. Yeah, so I do. I've forgotten f- that that's what that's that's what it was. Really. Yeah, I have a friend called Michael who's asked me a few times, "Will you just come over on a Sunday and we'll watch all of them?" Good lad. Yeah, so I think that will happen at some point. My partner also loves it, uh, loves the the franchise. So I will do it. Uh, do you think I'd like it? I think so. I just don't know how you can go through life being unaware of like Star Wars. I'm, not, I'm totally aware. I just had. I've just never sat down and watched them. Okay, because one thing that I was going to put into the list here is a is Anakin Skywalker, specifically little Anakin Skywalker. Walker. So let me explain, right? So you've got the Star Wars movies, yeah. normal ones, and then um, George Lucas uh, decided he was going to make some prequels. Okay? Yes. And they were that all... That would come out after... Yeah, yeah okay, it was ages, right. and yeah, we yeah. all got really excited about it, and we went to watch this thing called The Phantom Menace, which was the first of the prequels, and it was absolutely terrible. What? Because it had a guy, uh, a, a character called Jar Jar Binks in it. People who who know me know that I absolutely detest Jar Jar Binks. It's like a comedy character, I wanted to smack his face in. Okay. And then there was little Anakin Skywalker, who Anakin turns out, spoiler alert, to be Darth Vader. Right. 30-year spoiler alert. Um, and they... they brought him into the movies as a little kid like a little kind of roughly haired American kid and you know, what, so, wow. did, so did the little did the younger version not live up to your expectations is that it it was just like he's not he's not Darth Vader is he little okay. Anakin he looked like there's someone no offence to Americans but there's someone about little American kids with like blonde basin cuts and saying <laughs> mwami instead of it was a bit like that and then we're supposed to believe that um, Anakin Skywalker when he was a kid Again, this won't mean anything to you, Louise, no. and this is inherently the problem. Mm-hmm. Are we supposed to believe that little Anakin Skywalker, when he was a kid, had R2-D2 and C-3PO? I mean, and I mean, then you... pop up later on in the movies, and he doesn't even realise it? 
Do you know what I mean? You are looking at me like I should have a response. Do you know what I mean? I just, it's infuriating. <laughs> you also feel so strongly about this. Well, our friend, our mutual friend Brian uh, made oh, yeah. a very good point about um, George Lucas and he said that he feels that George Lucas had the Star Wars franchise taken off him. Mm. A little bit like someone who has their children taken into care. Oh, wow. Because he's gotten, he's, no, he's not able to look after it properly anymore. <laughs> so that's going in on the list of A, little annoying Anakin Skywalker. Louise hits with another one. Uh, I don't think we can talk about A's in the 90s without talking about Art Attack. Now, I do remember this. Mm. What was the name of the Scouse fella who used to do it? Neil Buchanan. Neil Buchanan, our yeah. ace. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I have a... Uh, and I feel bad saying this, but I find children's t- children's TV presenters inherently creepy. <laughs> Do you know okay. what I mean? Like the way they talk down yeah. and the way they like talk really simply, like they're a bit simple. Okay. Like I just find that really creepy. And when I see a grown man do it, it just gives me the shudders. So you didn't like Buchanan one bit? Well, like I kind of respected what he was trying to do. Now he did do this thing called Big Art Attack at the end where, right. for example, he'd go to a box um, warehouse and he'd bring all the boxes outside and right. create an art piece. And then, well, it wasn't a drone back then, but it would have been a camera, did an aerial view and he'd created something from all the boxes like a face or whatever the hell it was. Toilet wall, Tadja. <laughs> yeah. what, so what a reveal that would have been. Very impressed by that and I was always excited to get to the end. But yeah. I did watch one recently and like they were showing how to, to make like a photo frame from like kitchen sponges. Yeah. It was crap, like really, really It's crap. weird, I feel like you've got love-hate there because you, you, you talk in quite high regard of what he's achieved there. And you know, it was the forerunner to the big reveal for housing programmes and drones and all that kind of thing. Yet you, you say he's a bit creepy. Well, that's me all over, love-hate. You, know, you never know where you are with you, do you? never know where you are. And I laughed because in these photo frames of sponges was like Anthea Turner. Just like... <laughs> it sounds great. It sounds like it might be off their head. There was a lot... Wasn't there a lot of kids' programmes that I think were just made by people uh, who yeah. were just a little bit off their heads? Yeah. So Buchanan and Art Attack is going in there for A's. I think it has to. Uh, A is also for... Do you remember Auntie Mabel from a kids' TV show called Come Outside? No. An old lady who flies a plane. Wow, I love her. She flies a plane. She had a dog with her. Uh, it's an iconic 90s uh, programme. Uh, Alex, listener Alex has tweeted us this to say this has got to be in it. Uh, she was played by um, Linda Barron. Do you okay. remember Linda Barron? Uh, and she, she had like World War II flying goggles on, all this kind of thing. First, I had a couple of problems with the with, with the TV show in that um, mm. Come Outside sounds very... Um, Creepy again. It's got two very sinister undertones. <laughs> One sounds like, you know... Outdoor activity amongst consenting adults. The other one sounds like she's threatening you in the street and mm-hmm. wants you to come out and have a word with her. And then, uh, obviously, she was like a nana who babysat for people. And then she appeared to have, like, um, a pilot's licence. Just went on for a little flight in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the day. To me, I mean, I don't really know much about her because I haven't seen it, but she kind of sounds like an icon. She was uh, quite iconic, yeah. yeah. She was iconic, and she's sadly not with us anymore, Linda Barron. She's passed away. But uh, I think when, when that happened... And it was in the news. A lot of people were reminiscing about, oh, God, I remember her, Auntie Mabel, flying mm. around in uh, Come Outside. So she's coming in, she's going in the A's as well. A is for Auntie Mabel. Brilliant. God bless Auntie Mabel. What are you, do, what are you doing there? Well, what I wanted to do is I wanted to get a couple of voice notes from people. Right. Like iconic 90s people. Not necessarily iconic 90s people, but people who you'd recognise their name. And I wanted uh, to know what their favourite moment or thing about the 90s was. Okay. So this, is up- the, can, we, can we then boast that this podcast is the... The, uh, the podcast that all the stars listen to. I'd like to say it is, yeah. Okay. Uh, and so I hit up a few people to send me some voice notes about, yeah, their favourite thing about the 90s. So I think we couldn't really get through a podcast about the 90s without hearing from, drumroll, 
Patsy Kensit. Patsy Kensit. Come on, you can't get more 90s than her. OK, so I'm going to play this for you, OK? Hi, Bush and Louise. It's Patsy Kensit. Now, one of my favourite things about the 90s was no social media, no internet. You could live a freer life. It was wonderful. <laughs> Lots of love. Now, that, she's absolutely right to start with. First of all, Patsy Kensit on, on the podcast... Come on, what a lovely lady she is. Mm. Uh, we've been on a couple of nights out with her. You've been on a few yeah. nights out with her, haven't yeah. you? And she's, uh, she's good fun. Like, she's the best date ever. First of all, rewind for one sec. Isn't her voice so sexy? I think she's, she's like Patsy Kensit even in voice note form. I know. Like, I just was like a bit, like, I got a bit, like, blush. She sounds, like, really kind of, like, uh, alluring. Yeah, in vo- oh, whereas, so uh, alluring. Listen to myself on voice notes. Like, OK, uh, <laughs> right, I'll be back in about ten minutes. I've got to go and fill up with petrol. And then there's Patsy sounding all sexy. Oh, she sounds so sexy. Yeah, I have been out on a, a good few nights there. We, we, we are good friends. And uh, she's the best date ever. She's great crack. She's up for a laugh. She's always like, let's go to the next place. Let's go to the next place. She loves, like, you know, having a burger at the end of the night. You know, when She's good had... value for money, is oh, Patsy. She's I, I have to say, I love her. Uh, and we love her for getting involved with this podcast. Thank you, Patsy. Yeah. She's absolutely right about uh, no social media. Yeah. And that's the thing now, like, talking about my, my 12-year-old daughter, Erin, who's about to embark on the kind of teen thing now, going to parties and all that kind of stuff. Thank God, when, when I was a kid, and, and making a complete fool of myself with, with booze or your whatnots, your booze, your magic mushrooms, your extras, <laughs> that kind of thing, no one was taking. No one's able to put that on a around a WhatsApp chat or stick it straight online. But you'd, you'd have to, um, you know, if you wanted to humiliate someone, you'd have to take a photo of it, mm-hmm. wait for the entire film to be used up, twenty five, whatever it is, snaps. Put it into your local chemist. Wait like a week. <laughs> get the pictures back, hope there wasn't red eye or completely wasted, then go and put them around the school was the, the moment's gone. There was a disco in Dublin, very, very, very famous disco for uh, under-18s. Right, was uh, that called Knacker, Knacker something or other? Or, or? There was Knacker drinking before it. It's okay. called Wesley and it was in Dublin. And um, the things that went on in their bush would turn the air in here blue. Really? Unbelievable stuff. I mean, great nights were had in there. Is, is Many that, a great night. I, I don't want to um, uh, tie you all with the same brush in terms of uh, growing up in, in, in Dublin and everything, mm. but were you all taught by uh, the clergy? Every yes, a lot of that crew were, yeah. So. Would you say that that would then uh, bottle up the pressure that's released when in the disco environment? I would say some steam needed to be released, yeah. Fantastic. And I guess, what, I guess what I'm saying is, if there were phones back in that day... Arrests would have been made. <laughs> like, it just would have, just would have not flown well at all. I, and, and was that like a, a kids' disco? Type? So, like, yeah, Do it was like, I mean, I must have been going at like 14, you right. know, thir- pushing it at 13. My parents were quite strict, so I would have been on the later end. People were probably going 12, 13. I was going 14, 15, 16. Um, but yeah, again, just the most outrageous stuff that happened in there, and it all, get, it all got kept very secret. Yeah. Because if anyone blew the secret, it would have been over in a heartbeat. Because uh, we, we'll have to put this in T in this A to Z, teen discos, because mm. it was a big thing Absolutely. in the 90s. But I remember, I remember getting off with someone for the first time ever in a teen disco. Mm. I didn't know what was going on. I thought she was trying to kill me. <laughs> with what? She was like putting her tongue like right into my mouth. I know. It's funny. You just don't have a clue. Like, what They don't have a clue what they're doing. You don't have a clue oh. what you are doing. I have to say, I thought my first kiss was one of the worst experiences of my life. Terrible. It was like, you know when a budgie opens its mouth and it's got a beaky little tongue? Yeah, the pointy tongue. Oh. What's with that? I thought, is that what, is that what, what all this has been about? about? I know. I was like, Jeez, I want my money back. I know. You paid uh, her. <laughs> no, I've been literally on life. Oh my God. <laughs>
let's not get into that. I've already apologised. Um, right, another A in the 80s of the 90s. Uh, I'm going to chuck in here. Andre Agassi. Do you remember Andre Agassi? Oh, my God. Did you have the hots for Andre Agassi? I didn't have the hots for him because I didn't have the hots for, like, long hair back in the day. I would now, if he if he looked like that now, I would. Right. But I would have gone for, like, much more boy bandy kind of looks. But Andre Agassi and the vigour with which he played... Oh, yes. Because I didn't, you know, I'd have to spend lots of summers watching Wimbledon because, you know, my parents didn't really... <laughs> This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Be like, let's do this, let's do that. I was like, get on with your summer yourself. That was the summer, wasn't it, back in the day? Just really hot, not going outside, (laughs) watching Wimbledon. Get on with it. And and watching him at Wimbledon was was really, it was amazing. But now I I heard, listeners to this, you can uh, tell me whether I'm right or wrong on this, but I swear I heard that he wrote this big kind of autobiography or whatever. What's the one you write yourself? Autobiography. Autobiography. Uh, And he said that that was a syrup. a, A big part of it was a wig. Stop. Honest to God. And apparently, I think I remember reading this bit, and again, you can tell me if I'm wrong on this, Andre Agassi, or people, if (laughs) Andre wants to get in touch, voice note for next week. Um, I swear he wrote that he went to get this shot against someone like Boris Becker right down near the net, Mm. Wimbledon final, on telly in front of millions, and his barnet and his syrup slipped forwards almost to the point of his eyebrows, and he had to push it back up again, like he'd tell a ferret to get back. Go on, get back. And he got back on the top of his head, and he carried on. But, like, this is shocking, because, like, I'm sure anyone could get away with a wig, but not, like, a sportsman, you know what I mean? Sporting wig. It's my favourite sporting wig. Again, I might be wrong. Do clarify, uh, at Bush on the radio on Twitter, in the A to Z of the 90s, A's definitely for Andre Agassi. Bush, I think you dreamt that. Prove me right, listeners. (laughs) Right, what are we having next? A to Z, A. Uh, we're going to have All Saints. Oh, they were fantastic. I mean, they? how hot were they? How hot are they? I actually had incredible feelings for Melanie Blatt. I had incredible feelings for Nicole Appleton. Did you know? Well, like, you know, just a. I mean, how could you not want to be her? She started off, sorry, they started off that baggy trousers, yep. crop top thing. And before that, obviously, the Spice Girls had come. It was like short little skirts, short dresses. Again, amazing. Yeah. But to be able to go to one of those discos, like I told you, Wesley, with a pair of baggy trousers, a pair of Etni runners and a crop top. They were so... I wanted to be a member of All Saints. There was a lot of stuff going on with those trousers, though, wasn't there? I remember observing this mm. as a chap. There was a lot of, like, stuff hanging off them. Like, like par- it's almost like you'd landed in a parachute 
and then you were just taking it with you to call for help at a French village to put it into a World War II parlance. Yeah, a bit. Mine were called Sloppy Joes and they couldn't have been more baggy. But, you know, for me, they were such a huge band back then. Uh, they still are. I mean, I still listen to All Saints. I, by the way, I listened to a 90s playlist on the way to this recording and I'm going to do that for every single letter we do. To get yourself G'd to, up. Totally. Like my walking into the ring sort of, you know, playlist. I'm going to yeah. have like a 90s uh, playlist on. But when they come on, like that sort of, that first line of never ever, you know, a few questions that I need to know. Yeah. Like every girl my age will stop what they're doing. It is amazing. And start singing along. It's incredible. Uh, and are they back? I, I'm sure I saw that they were like tour- yes, touring. Yes, they are touring, I think, either this summer or in September. Um, yes. All four of them. I think they fell out for a while, but I, from what I see on social media, um, they're back mates again. And I have to say, one of these voice notes, Bush, we have to get one from Nicole. We need, to get, we need to get someone on. Yeah, that would be so good. I'll be deceased if I get one. Nicole, who are, who were they? It was Nicole... Nicole, Shaznay, um, Natalie and your girlfriend. My girlfriend, Melanie Blatt. Yeah. There you go. A is for All Saints. Gotcha. Uh, Lottie... Not Lottie, sorry. A lot of people <laughs> have... Uh, I can't read my own writing. A lot of people have asked us to talk about uh, a movie called Arachnophobia. Okay. Uh, because obviously it's A... So many people frightened out of their minds by arachnophobia. I mean, it was it was a good film. It freaked a lot of people out. Uh, spiders are a disgrace anyway, aren't they? Really? A they disgrace. really are. Um, it's weird. It's one of those films that you don't even have to have seen it to know exactly what the film was about. I mean, that's so obvious to say. But you know what I mean? So many people talked about it is what I mean. That yeah. you felt like you'd seen it even if you hadn't. But there's, I just there's a lot of the insect world in general that are just like... Gross. Like centipedes. Yeah, what's the crack with them? I don't know, that's that's a sick joke, isn't it, centipedes? Flying ants, that's another one. Oh yeah, that one day in the summer where they're all like doing it in the air and they fall in your hair and stuff. They've got like their asses stuck together. <laughs> what, what is that about? How, then, how do they land with their asses stuck together? What were they doing up there? But it feels like they're making love in the air and then they just drop to the ground together. Is that what happens? I, one theme so far in this podcast, by accident, is mm. that a lot of animal sex is awful and quite overrated. <laughs> Foxes, terrible. Flying ants stuck together by the ass. Mm. Uh, in the 80s out of the 90s, A, it's going in, arachnophobia. Right, let's get on uh, a suggestion that's been sent in via voice note by uh, an amazing listener to the 80s out of the 90s. Uh, This is Gareth with his take on something from the world of wrestling that needs to be on our list. Hi, Bush and Louise, it's Gareth here. The Attitude Era should be on your list for A because it was the WWF becoming a rebellious teenager. You had characters like Stone Cold Steve Austin swilling beers and flipping the middle finger. You had The Rock swaggering around with a raised eyebrow. Mankind taking incredible falls and Degeneration X crotch chopping and yelling out, suck it. What about that? What's your take? So, obviously, wrestling. Uh, I was a big fan of wrestling during the 90s. We used to pretend to be people like Superfly Jimmy Snooker and, mm-hmm. and uh, Hulk Hogan and stuff on the schoolyard. Did uh, What was the wrestling thing like in Dublin? Well, you see, I had an older brother and two older cousins, both boys. So, three boys, basically, that I grew up with. And they would watch it all the time. Now, what was your man called, Bush? Um, the night... The night... Oh, God. The, the guy that was like Undertaker. The, the Undertaker. Are we going to call him the Night Stalker? I call him the Night Crawler. The Night Crawler. Like, that's they're, a serial killer. They're both serial killers. <laughs> Please do not Google them. I was always a little bit scared of The Undertaker, I have to say. The way he came on, like he played that part so well. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, I mean, I wasn't into it, but my God, was I aware of it. And also, which I probably shouldn't admit, my brother definitely would pick me up like that and throw me on the couch like it was a proper wrestling move. Because I remember we used to do big elbow on each other. Yeah, obviously. 
And then we would do, sometimes people would do that thing, I don't know what it's called, it's like a pile drive thing where you drop someone onto your knee and then they hold <laughs> oh their God, knee going yeah. like... Uh, uh, uh. But he, I was just taken by the scruff of the neck and probably the top of my shorts or trousers, picked up over his head and That's then it. just thrown down. If you were injured uh, in an accident, if your siblings were pretending to be professional wrestlers from the WWF or WWE, uh, there is still compensation to be had. You can get in touch with the mm-hmm. show at Bush on the Radio and we'll sort that out. Thank you, Gareth. A, uh, the Attitude Era in WWF in the 80s out of the 90s. Right, what else do we need on this list of A's? So I think a notable mention has to go to, I don't know if you know this, Bush, um, Atlantic Radio 252. No, so, what's that? Um, Longwave Radio Atlantic 252 was a station and it was in County Meath in Ireland um, but it was for both Ireland and the UK and it was absolutely brilliant. There were no ads. Right. Um, was it from a boat? Was it someone it in wasn't, a boat? It wasn't from a boat but I think a lot of people had come from pirate radio to work at this station. Right. And they modelled... They could work on boats and stuff I guess. They were, they were used to the rigging and everything. <laughs> yeah. And so they modelled it on basically American stations. We didn't have anything like this at the time. And so they modelled themselves on taking the biggest hits from the top 40 of the US and the best hits from the last few years and I think I remember at their height they had 6 million listeners to this radio station Whoa, hold it on was a second. huge so who were there famous DJs did they have like famous DJs like they had notable DJs like, I, not to be honest now pirate DJs so not that we would know now and because it was long wave it had this really dull sound like all the songs are a bit like this because yeah. it was an FM and this nice clear crystal sound and it was the best radio station going it came about in 1988 6 million listeners it was absolutely huge and it was banging do you know what there's, you're right there's, there's a buzz that you get about a little pop-up pirate station. You know, mm. if you like driving around in town sometimes and you might catch Pick like, up, yeah. you know, a couple of minutes of some bloke clearly in his flat with his best mate having a go at dinner radio. It is fantastic. But I remember when I was a kid, th- th- it's a very personal thing, radio, isn't it? Mm. So you like, I would listen to, uh, be in bed with a tranny, uh, transistor radio, and I would just listen, listen to, uh, I don't know, Gemini FM or something mm. like that in Devon. And, uh, it's, weird. it's a big part of growing up and all that kind of thing. It really is. And I remember my parents had like a very old radio with a cassette in it and it was filthy and the, the you know, the, the door was broken off the cassette thing. And I remember hours I would lie on this wooden floor beside the radio and listen to it. It was the first time I heard Michael Jackson. It was the first time I heard like, I remember listening on Atlantic Radio, like Shakespeare's sister stay with me and being like, stay what <laughs> is this track? That's like, such a good song. So good. It really so, was. So remind me one more time. It's going in the list uh, of A's for A to Z of the 90s but I've not heard of it it's Atlantic Atlantic 252 if you've heard of that back Louise up at Bush on the radio on Twitter another one that we've had a lot of comments that needs to be uh, in this list of A's is Ace of Bass oh of course now obviously Swedish pop band a little bit of like a modern take on ABBA isn't it Um, two girls two fellas were they in like relationships I can't remember I honestly don't know. Let's just say, for argument's sake, they were. Or yeah, they were all just they like were all doing it, doing having it, having a go it. on each other, <laughs> yeah. and didn't care. But um, the, the the song has always confused me. All that she wants is, is another, another baby. baby. Yeah. Does she want another like child, so, or does she want another um, boyfriend? I mean, obviously, we were younger back then, and we took everything so literally. I assumed she just wanted another offspring. You think? Uh, back in the day, I did, but now I'm probably a bit more savvy, and I think no, I think she just wanted a new boo. 
Well, I've written numerous emails to aceofbase at blueyonder.co.uk and they've never replied to me. So if you're listening to this now and you have a particular take on what the story was behind that iconic song, uh, do get in touch on Twitter at Bush on the Radio. Speaking of uh, that kind of web address, web mail, Jill has tweeted us to say AOL needs to be on there. Do you ever have an AOL email address? I didn't have an AOL. I still, I mean, I'm going to talk about this in a future episode, but I do still have my Hotmail account and it's the only one I use. I, I love people who still got Hotmail. It's, it's like old school. Totally. And it, I never migrated to Gmail. Now, I have been hacked so many times. <laughs> yeah, I always, you're one of those people that you always get uh, a, a weird code from yeah. Louise Maloney. It's like, what, what now? Completely. But I'm never going to change it. You know what I mean? I've, I've stuck with it this long. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not leaving you, Hotmail. I'd never leave you. I would love to have, I'd love to have like a Blue Yonder. That'd mm. be good. Blue Yonder. Probably in a good old-fashioned AOL, like uh, Jill says there. That'd be amazing as well. Yeah, I want to I wait till D and we talk about dial-up because there's a lot to be said about that. Oh, yeah. Your dad being on the phone, you can't yeah. access the Completely. internet. What a nightmare. Uh, AOL is going in the 80s out of the 90s. What else is going on the list? A's, A's, A's. Um, I, I can't say that this is definitely only in the 90s because I, I think I'd be wrong to say that. But something, it was so full of promise. It was so full of hope. It had everything in it. It was like the Isles of Aldi and Little before we had them. Oh, yeah. The Argos catalogue. Oh, I used to love that. I used to, I used to spend hours flicking through that. I just love catalogues. You, you know they've discontinued the Argos catalogue. But like, again, forgive me if I'm wrong on this, right? But I remember catalogues used to be mm. that you would pay it off by weekly. Like we used to buy stuff or toys or whatever, mm. and then my mum would pay it off week by week. So it was like a, it was like putting it on the never never. So and cute. then and then it, I mean I remember looking through all the Transformers when the Transformers first came out, and I loved all that kind of stuff. And then and then that, I don't know the whole catalogue catalogue saving up thing mm. it's just, it went when Arthur Fowler stole the Christmas Club money in oh, EastEnders yeah. do you know what I mean it's real instant gratification these days it's it's not like it was but I just remember going through that and it was just every you could get everything in that yeah. it was so thick I remember like it being quite heavy for me to even bring we used to keep it in the hall bush beside the phone I don't know why and, um, <laughs> what was your favourite section of the uh, Argos sorry say that again what was your favourite section <laughs> told you about my voice note voice oh sex on <laughs> toys obviously I loved dolls and I loved soft toys when I was a kid and then I got a bit older in the 90s then it was jewellery and then okay. I loved the jewellery in it uh, but I'd also love to look at the bikes and stuff I loved a little pink bike when I was a kid did you uh, when you were a girl did you have when you were a little girl did you have <laughs> I was a girl. back in the days when you were a girl did you have a uh, that weird head that girls used to have to do makeup and hair on? No, that's too creepy for me. Really I actually, I'm not really, I, I was a girly girl in some ways, but I was also a real tomboy. I think again, because growing up with three older boys, I was forced to always be in goal and, you know, have to do boy games. So I think that really to uh, tomboyed me up. One further question on catalogues. Uh, anyone who listened to the A to Z of growing up in the 80s knew that, um, will know that blue, the concept of a bit of blue mm. comes up quite a bit, such as finding a ripped up adult magazine in a train a hedge near a train line that kind of thing in urban, terms of urban forest urban forest or you know talking about catalogues I would say that was my first experience of a bit of blue is say the uh, is it the Freeman's catalogue with uh, the, the lingerie lingerie do girls have the same thing with guys or is it not quite as no again it's more just like posters of boy bands in your room would be the closest to that with their okay. like you know they, they have the shirt open is that, you know? that was a bit of blue that was a bit of blue for girls for, well for, I can't speak for all girls no, but, of course. Yeah, but for me it wouldn't have been like the um, the sort of boxer boxer <laughs> section in the catalogue no. horrible men's scats <laughs> no, I was talking about this the other day about um do you know the word scats? No. 
see, I've mentioned this on Twitter. I grew up all the way through school calling... Un- there was different types of underpants. I don't want to go off too much of a tangent on underpants here, but it, it, there's like the circle of life. So you start off in a nappy, <laughs> then you go into, um, like, budgie smuggler, little kids. You know, little kid pants. Then you get scats for a bit, which is just like... Just like you know, like pants your dad might have that aren't boxes, but they're not Y fronts. So they were from your dad. But they were like, no, but they were like dad pants. Okay, do you know what I mean? But they weren't your dad's. They <laughs> weren't passed on. <laughs> no, okay. there's no passing on of pants. Okay. And then you go to Y fronts, and then inevitably probably end and back up in a nappy again. So hang on a second. So between budgie smuggler and Y fronts, there's yeah. a scat. Yeah, so let me let me get this right here. So, I was going to say, right I down. need a diagram. So first off was uh, nappy. You're a baby. Yeah, no, I know that. <laughs> I'm going to go through the whole list here. So you go nappy. Then you go to uh, budgie smugglers, yeah. which are little kids. I little totally kid get pants. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you would go probably to Y fronts. Okay, little kids trainee yeah. Y fronts. Uh, then you, you become like a preteen uh, or whatever, and you have scats, which okay. is just like uh, M&S. Can you, do can you draw pants. a picture of a scat? Scats like an elasticated pant. So the underpants you might wear if you're going on uh, Mr. Universe. Looks grotesque. Then you go to boxer shorts as you nice. go into your 20s. Yeah. 20s? Uh, maybe. You wear them in your teens. <laughs> Let me just re- re- no reorder the... No wonder you would know action, Bush. Christ. It's a good point. I didn't get any action. <laughs> maybe it was the scats. And then you would go... Um, then you go to Y-fronts, you know, as you get older. Mm. Then... Nappies. Nappies. Yeah. It's the circle of life. This is a ba- this, I admit, this is a bad diagram. This is a terribly put forward argument, but... No one knows the word scats. What I'm trying to say is, I've tried to use the word scats and no one knows what it is. So is this a, like, Bushenfeld thing or a Devon thing? I don't know. I mean, it's a Devon thing, but I, I put it on Twitter and everyone's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I've never heard of it. I think this is... People are saying, oh, I understand Grundy's, but scats... You've been grossly about. misled. Um, so I'm glad we clarified that. Mm-hmm. So you, just, just to confirm, then, you didn't find any blue in the catalogue. No, 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 absolutely not. Right, other things for A that we need to whip through here very, very quickly. In the 80s, end of the 90s, um, you can just tell me if you're aware of these or not. The iconic TV show Around the Twist where they lived in a lighthouse. Have you ever, ever felt, felt like, like this? this? Yeah, of course. Love Strange that. things, things happen. happen. There you go, Around the, the twist. twist. Yeah, I love it. Uh, they also live in a light, lighthouse, but there's no real so explanation. Uh, so that was good. Uh, did you have a computer at, uh, when you were a child growing up? We had like a big, massive chunk of thing, yeah. Like oh, a, lot of a, com- a comrade, would that be right? Come. Oh, a Commodore. Mm, I think it was... A, I don't Might know. Might be an island is different. Might be an Ireland thing, yeah. That's your God. comrade there. Comrade. I see you've got the comrade. <laughs> um, uh, Paul has tweeted us to say, you need to mention the Amiga 500. Okay. Computer games. Like yeah. we used to, have, you ever, have you ever played a flight simulator, Louise? Would you a ever flight, flight simulator? A, a, a flying an actual commercial airline, but on a computer. That's a thing, is that it? Is, that's a big thing. So it's hang on, was this around in the nineties? That sounds quite progressive. Yeah, Amiga five hundred. It was, it was, it was oh, a leap. That's what that is. Okay, great. An unbelievable leap in graphics. Yeah. And one final one. We've had a quite a few of these uh, in for this first episode. We thank you all for getting involved. Mm. Aqua, the band. Ah, uh, God, I know. I did have that on an on an older list. I was going to use, but um, I mean that Barbie Girl song was played uh, like just all over the country, wasn't it? She was quite attractive, wasn't she? He looked... He was, it depends what you're into. Well, she was what? I always thought I was quite fancied her. But she's, was, she's known a Carl Appleton, I'll tell you that. Well, she isn't, but he looked, was a strange-looking chap, wasn't he? Very strange. He's like the gym core of Aqua. Yes. Very, very good point. We yeah. will get on to... Um, uh, what are they called again? The cores. <laughs> we'll get on to the cores in C. Mark my words. Make a little list of it. Uh, so, look, that's all we've got time for. That is, in the A to Z of the 90s, that's category A. If we go on like this, mm. I feel like we've got we're going to cover some good stuff. 
There's going to be. So, yeah. We're going to hit a letter where there's going to be problems. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, I think I already know what that letter is. Um, do you want me to tell you now? Go on. E. You think E's going to be a problem? Yeah. I, I, I've been scratching my head thinking, oh, I can't think of anything. Well, look, we appreciate everyone who's gotten involved so far. Mm-hmm. At Bush on the radio is my Twitter address. Get in touch. Tell us some stuff that we need to be in B, which will be next week. And um, we love you very much. Louise, what are you going to be doing uh, over the next few days? Just so little people can imagine in their minds what you're up to. Obviously in bed with my tray with the like cushion at the bottom. Infirm Louise. <laughs> watching reruns of uh, old Channel 5 hits. What will you be watching? I mean, that sounds dreamy, but you know all I watch is like hardcore... True crime. Yeah, true crime. There <laughs> true you go. True crime serial killer documentaries. A lot of people spitting their drinks out. Right at the very end of the podcast, you have been listening to the A to Z of the 90s, produced by the brilliant Ross Ramsey Golding, and uh, we will be back next week as we tackle B in the A to Z of the 90s. Louise, I will see you then. See you then. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.